0: Alright, right, everybody, welcome in for episode two. It is Friday, September 11th, 2020, which is a sad, tragic day in American history. But we have football to talk about on the bright side. So uh, just like last time, I am Josh the King, accompanied by my best friend, Big Rome. What's
1: going on, everyone?
0: So we had football last night. Thank God. Thank the fantasy football gods. It's a beautiful day. It was. It was. And you could hear the assholes of the world of of the United States just relax with ease because football happened.
1: I mean, except for the assholes in the stands, apparently at Kansas City. But
0: yeah, but they're all who knows. those are garbage humans over there. So (laughs) I guess so. Right. But um, man, there's a lot actually happened last night. I mean, I know it's just one game, first game of the year. But and the scoreboard, despite it being 34 to 20, that game was not close at all. It it started out looking like it it could be a pretty evenly matched game, but then Kansas City was clearly just toying with Houston, um, and Houston looks like a team that needs a number one wide receiver.
1: Uh, they definitely, definitely. Uh,
0: I was I was
1: guess I was wrong about Cooks, cause they he didn't show up. He didn't show up. Fuller looked good. So look looked good,
0: though. Yeah, I mean, you know, he had 10 targets, 8 receptions for 112 yards. That's nothing to sneeze at. Um I will say David Johnson kind of looked like the 2015-2016 David Johnson there. I mean, game script kind of had it go the other way with him kind of getting phased out because they just had to start airing it out. But, you know, he had that 19-yard touchdown run, which looked pretty good, looked elusive. Um Duke Johnson actually left with an injury, so David Johnson's going to, you know, his volume is probably just going to go up.
1: It's going to skyrocket. and I, You know, I kind of looked at him as, as he was going to be a good fit for this offense. I was yeah. happy to see him score. When he,
0: when he broke that 19 or 20-yard run, man, he did look like the David Johnson of old. I was happy to see him, yeah, I was happy to see him look good. It, it made me feel better.
1: It and did. Th- I mean, I have a couple of shares of him, so I'm all
0: I was all for it. Yeah, and then um, Deshaun Watson, despite having essentially, you know, just a garbage offense right now, he looked okay enough. I mean, he got a little pressured here and there. But, you know, some of his throws were pretty good. That that touchdown that he threw to the tight end, um, Jordan Akins, that, that was actually a pretty good strike. Yeah. You know, he, he made the touchdown run look easy, made the defense look silly when he just walked it in. But, you know, he looked pretty and good. And, again, I,
1: you know, where was the sense of urgency on that? that as it – as a former coach that bothered me. Like there was I, there was a lot of time left and he very easily could have scored. I know we're talking about seconds, but it's a game of inches and seconds. Well, I thought it was
0: I also thought it was weird that despite having zero wide receivers, he didn't target Randall Cobb until the final quarter of the game. Yeah, that and, was strange. Yeah, and he only had three targets, two receptions for 23 yards, so you know, but Randall Cobb, I mean, yeah, he's he's older now, which actually makes me sad because we're actually older than Randall Cobb, but he's old in football, <laughs> like his yeah. his his football age is old. But it's it's you know you you got to use what you have, and, and then I will say I totally whiffed on Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He looks everything the part of an elite running back. Um, twenty-five carries, one hundred thirty-eight yards, and a touchdown. Um, only targeted twice in the passing game, but God, he looked, he looked fucking good.
1: He looked, he looked really, really good. You know, early on I was worried cause I was watching, you know, I watched the whole game. I didn't want to miss a beat mm-hmm. and I'm watching him take those first couple of series and he struggled. It yeah. looked to me like he just, he wasn't finding his niche. He wasn't finding the hole. And then all of a sudden it's like that third series. It was just sort of like, oh, oh, I've seen, I can get used to this speed, boom, and he took off to the races, and and he really,
0: he really kind of showed everybody what he's about. Week yeah, one, well, it's crazy, one they, hell of a way to do it. They listed him at five foot eight, two hundred nine pounds. You see his quads, that dude's like two twenty. Like, there's no way he's two o nine. He's a thick boy. Yeah. But God, he looked, he looked good, and honestly. Granted, it's only the first football game, and it could be a little bit of an overreaction Monday morning quarterback kind of thing. But I think if you did a redraft right now, you could actually argue Clyde edwards alaire is a top three fantasy pick between him, uh, McCaffrey, and Barkley. I mean, I mean, I, with the way he showed out
1: and in the offense he plays in, I agree with you.
0: Yes, I mean, I don't you know. Can, I'm not
1: saying I'd do it, but I, no. I can see it being something that is accurate.
0: I mean, but in terms of well, maybe maybe not necessarily redraft, but goddamn in Dynasty, you could argue him the 101 in Dynasty. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, like I, I predicted last night, Sammy Watkins is going to just ball out in the fucking first game <laughs> of the year because he did it last year. He had three touchdowns in week one. But now last night he had uh, nine targets for seven receptions, 82 yards in a touchdown. He looked really good. I will say Sammy looked fantastic, but he looked fantastic last year. You know, it's, it's one of those situations of fool me once, you know, shame on me. But, you know, it, it's funny seeing um, he's trending because no one, no one owns him in fantasy at all. He is, like, owned in zero leagues, basically, other than, like, probably super deep leagues. But he, he's trending as, like, the number one waiver ad right now. But my thing is I need to see it for, you know, two or three more games. I can't trust that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the same thing as last year. You got it. You
1: really have to look at the offense. How can you feed all the mouths? You know, mm-hmm. they did a pretty good job week one feeding everybody and including this brand-new toy that it seems like they really kind of wanted to show off. And mm-hmm. I get it. They were up by an ass load at the end, and all they wanted to do was run the ball. But I just feel like Sammy, he's, gonna, he's just going to fall by the wayside. You can't keep a guy like McCole Hardman... Off your yeah. heels. Or
0: even DeMarcus you know? Robinson. He had that touchdown catch, but then he got smacked in the head. Yeah. And, and, yeah. It, and it was ruled not a catch. DeMarcus Robinson's legit. And then Tyreek Hill, they seem to use Tyreek Hill more as a a decoy last night versus an actual, you know, he had the one, was it a one-yard touchdown catch or two yards or whatever that was? Um, he, he didn't seem to be as involved in the passing game. They were just throwing him all over the field. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey looked – just like the monster he did last year and last night or uh, I'm sorry, Wednesday night. I said, Hey, Kelsey's going to have a touchdown. I can gar- pencil it in, you know, write it down. Like if I was a betting man
1: and, and you would have won some money for
0: sure. Yep. But you know, it, it's crazy because Kansas city went up early and Andy Reid, I guarantee you, he's got a million more tricks up his sleeve. We just saw a watered down version of that offense. And I'm very excited. Um, the only downfall of, of last night, or yeah, last night, it, it's, it's one of the, the risks of, of playing in multiple fantasy leagues because I have Patrick Mahomes in, in a league, but I was facing Mahomes in a league. So you're like, do great, but not that great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And
0: that's, you know, I'm in four right now, and it's, there's
1: just so much crossover. It actually makes me enjoy the games a little more instead of
0: just rooting for my guys. Mm-hmm. which is
1: kind of nice It's a little bit refreshing.
0: But I will say that uh, – so Kansas City looks great. I think they're going to – I'm pretty sure this is going to basically be what they're going to look like all year. They're probably going to average 30 points a game. Uh, Houston, I think this was kind of a let's get a feel for how we can go without DeAndre Hopkins because, you know, you traded away the best wide receiver in football. So let's see what we got. And I feel like there's just going to be some growing pains there. But I actually think Houston's gonna be okay. Like, if 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 I had a lot of shares of Houston, um, in terms of fantasy, I wouldn't go and sell the farm yet. Like, just just be patient. It's gonna be okay. They're gonna figure it out. You know, like I said, like you said, Will Fuller looked pretty good last night. Uh, Brandon Cooks went in pretty banged up, but hopefully he comes around healthy. And, hopefully, and looked
1: it and played it. Yeah, you know, he, he looked banged up. He played banged up. <laughs> Yeah, And it and showed. The, you, you made two catches for, what was it, 10 yards? Or 20, 20 yards. 20 two, yards two,
0: yeah, like that. he had five targets for yes. two catches, 20 yards. Yeah, he didn't look very good. And then, you know, get Randall Cobb more involved. You know, use, use. I mean, okay, yeah, he's 30. He's been in the league for nine years. But, I mean, he's still a good slot receiver. Just catch him on the underneath. I'm pretty sure linebackers still can't cover him. You know, just work with what you got. I mean, I know, I know Watson likes to sling the ball. He likes to go deep. And that's fine. Kenny Stills looked like garbage. But Goddamn, that guy couldn't catch COVID if he went to a <laughs> mater- the sick ward in a hospital. Like, he, he looked, I don't know, Kenny Stills, it's funny because when you look up his stats, he's actually not a bad receiver, but for some reason he just looked like shit last night.
1: I think, but I, I just feel like most of the Texans looked like shit last night. Yeah. They just, they just didn't put it together. They were down, which we said was going to happen. Most teams are going to be down to the Chiefs. That's just the way it is. is, That's life in fantasy football. Yes. You need to adjust accordingly. You know, they did not produce the way, the receivers didn't produce the way you would have expected. Mm -hmm. Fuller did pretty good. Cooks not so much. He got a lot of the tight ends involved, which is kind of impressive. I didn't even think they had any on the roster. Yeah.
0: I say that in jest, but
1: Atkins played well. Although he he did a couple of things.
0: With with that being said, don't go out and try to claim Akins or or Fells in in uh, on your waivers. Just let those guys sit because that that I I think that's going to be a huge dart throw. One of those things where I need to see it more than once. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. If if Akins gets another touchdown, I mean, okay, put it this way. Akins had two catches for 39 yards and a touchdown. So that looks good. I mean, that, I'm sorry. That doesn't look that good if you look at the actual stat line because his catch was like I think a 19 or a 20 yard touchdown catch, and then he had one other catch. So don't don't get too crazy. Don't get cute with it. But maybe something to keep an eye on if if Watts. Maybe maybe especially with uh, DeAndre Hopkins gone, you know maybe he's looking to spread the ball around more. Um, right, right. We'll ju- we'll just have to see. Um. Well, with that being said, let's take a look at some news from around the football league. Um, up, up first, I got uh, Detroit looks like they might be in trouble uh, here on, on Sunday because Kenny Galladay has now been listed as doubtful for week one. Um, Danny Amendola is now looking kind of doubtful. Um, TJ Hawkinson's healthy So I guess that's a good thing But DeAndre Swift is limited um, It's it's looking kind of scary over there Looking pretty thin It's definitely definitely not looking
1: good um, I, I just I'm looking for At a big Hawkinson day You know, They're gonna with, have to. with this news about Galladay Which just You know it sucks because it came so late in the week And I know mm-hmm. they've been sort of touching on it But they kept saying hey don't worry about it He's going to be playing well, now all of a sudden it looks like he's not, and it looks like uh, Amendola is not going to either.
0: Yeah, so you're going to be looking Mar- at it's a
1: big Marvin Jones, Hawkinson day, and I, you know what, I wouldn't sleep on
0: at least a week one production out of Carryon Johnson. He's going to have to. They're going to have to rely on somebody, and I mean, if if obviously if we can stay healthy, Carryon can catch. He's a good receiving back, um, especially now that uh, the hell's his name that little theoretic now that theoretic is gone (laughs) right right um and deandre swift is kind of banged up and adrian peterson has bricks for hands um you know actually talk about adrian peterson that that was a it was a funny thought i was talking to a buddy of mine today and it kind of shows you what the the world of adrian peterson is like the fact that a quarterback that had his leg fall off they replaced it with a pirate peg leg the fact that he made the active roster but Adrian Peterson couldn't. That, I mean, that that, that kind of has me concerned for, you know, what, what what he may or may not be. I mean, Adrian Peterson is definitely not the running back that he, he's been in his career. But that happens when you're – you know, he's 35 years old. He's been in the league now for, what, fucking 900 I would, years now? I would, I would say over 10
1: for sure. I he's mean, been, he's – for has been, 12, 12 been impressive.
0: yeah. And I mean, I mean, last year he didn't look too bad. He had 898 yards and five touchdowns. But again, the fact that Alex Smith, who almost died from a fucking staff infection, had his leg get chopped off, the fact that he made the active roster, but right. they cut Adrian Peterson, that's kind of scary.
1: It it definitely is. Uh, it's eye opening. But again, the, he's not. That's not what he's looking to be in Detroit. I think they really are there. They brought him in for one reason and one reason only, and that's to be essentially the third string or the backup running back. I think Swift is going to live in that third down back range all yes. season. Carrion yeah. Johnson is an injury away from being you know, probably done in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. And then I look at a guy like Peterson, who you shouldn't expect. Nobody should go out and be picking this guy up. I mean, I, I just don't – unless you're really, really desperate and just wishing for an injury – maybe stash him but i just look at him as he's a third down guy he's going to be cashing a paycheck and and that's it mm-hmm. and he's going to, he's going to go off into the sunset or yeah. at least he should adrian if you
0: ever listen to this it's time <laughs> it's, it's time, time to it's time to hang it up uh let's see next preston williams who tore his acl last year who actually looked like he was going to have a promising uh, fantasy season before he got hurt uh he has been limited on wednesday and thursday practice but he was a full participant in friday which means he should be you know probably in like the wide receiver three-ish range maybe a flex option uh, against a stout new england defense but i mean that that's pretty good for uh you know it looked like they were only going to have mike gasecki and and uh parker there for a minute but now with preston williams looking like he's going to be a full go on sunday
1: and I would expect him to have a, a better game than Devontae, just judging off of what Devontae's got in front of him, which is a big helping of Gilmore. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's going to be bad. It's going to be hard. I mean, I know he did pretty well last year, right? He turned up against him at the end. It was week 17, and who gave a shit? But he he balled. So I'm hoping yeah. that he could, you know, he's at least got success. He's found success, and I'm hoping that carries over for him. You know, he has been dealing with another injury himself. We'll see what happens this week. I th- I have him rated... Uh, let's see if he made my top 25. It doesn't look like it.
0: Devontae Parker? Yeah, Devontae Parker didn't. Uh, let me bring my stats up. Devontae Parker... Hey, come on, open. If only I was prepped. Devontae Parker, I have him... I actually have him at 20, yeah. so yeah. just purely a more volume play. But we'll get into the breakdown here once we finish up the news. Next, um, what looked like he was going to play, now it's not, Denzel Mims for the New York Jets, the, the their uh, draft pick this year. He is now out. Um, so now it looks like it's going to be a Jamison Crowder, Rashad Perriman game for the New York Jets. Maybe Chris Herndon, but he talked about a guy who can't stay healthy.
1: Yes, right, exactly.
0: But Chris Herndon, but, I mean, especially in PPR, Jamison Crowder might be, I, I mean, I had him ranked semi-low, but I might have to move him up now because, because of this kind of news. I mean, this especially PPR opens up, it, yes,
1: yes, especially in the PPR. It's going to open up those two players. You know, I think it's, I don't know, it, it could be pretty good for him, especially Jamison Crowder. Rashad Perryman, I mean, it's yet to be seen him doing anything out of Tampa Bay. Yeah. But, I mean, he's kind of primed for a big spot. There's a guy with talent and an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, this, and now even more so with Mims gone. Yes. So we'll see what happens. I've got him rated, uh, you know, as one of my sleepers.
0: You know what, but, though? Uh, but I, I would not be surprised if Jamison Crowder catches, like, 12 balls. For It'll only be like 65 yards, maybe a touchdown. But if you're a PPR league with 12 catches, <laughs> that right there, he's going to be a...
1: That's more than enough. That could help you win yeah, the game. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, other receivers that are out, Debo Samuel for the San Francisco 49ers has been ruled out. So it looked like that he was going to be potentially playing. I really doubted it, but now it's official that he is going to be out.
1: So. Yes,
0: and that was that was somewhat expected.
1: I mean, that's been well... Well documented, at least coming into this week. There was slight speculation that he would play, but they just felt that it was probably smarter to rest him, which I agree with. You know, it's not really a must win against Arizona early on.
0: It's early season, and he he's very young, and he's got a lot of upside, and you don't want to just keep re-breaking that foot. Exactly. Exactly.
1: You know? I'm actually I'm glad that they're doing it, being smart with him, shut him down, you know, at least for one game. Let him let him rest. Let a guy like Kendrick Bourne try to shine. Yeah, you know, which like I Kendrick Bourne.
0: I saw Clint you got Taylor. sneaky and, and picked up uh, Kendrick Bourne in our dynasty league because <laughs> I tried to sneak one past everyone. Because uh, Brandon Ayuk is now listed as Mister I- Hadouken himself. Ayukin, <laughs> he um, he's now listed as questionable with a hamstring injury. So you know, like you said, Kendrick Bourne and, and uh, Taylor could be a sneaky start and a pinch if you absolutely needed someone.
1: You know, if you if you're like me and in a dynasty league, you draft Galladay and Sutton, and then in one week, one fail swoop, they decide to, you know, go off and get hurt and dive for passes on a Thursday practice. Uh, yeah, you're, you're kind of you're 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 in a pinch, right? You got to go get a guy. Those would be the two guys to get. Yeah. Um.
0: Another. Uh, Not surprising out was um, Alshon Jeffrey. He's been ruled for out for week one as well. Is he ever going to play? No. I don't think so. Never. Alshon Jeffrey, talk about a guy with huge talent that's just not, just hasn't gotten it to work. I remember seeing him at uh, South Carolina, you know, what, maybe uh, eight, eight, nine years ago. Guy was a monster. I was like, I can't wait for this guy to get in the pros. And then uh, he's only played 16 games. Three times out of his uh, eight-year career, so yikes! Yeah. yeah, he's it's.
1: I mean, he's a guy that a
0: lot of upside, tons of upside, big
1: big body, big play receiver, and just it can't stay healthy, man.
0: You know, I'm actually kind of worried about Philadelphia this week because uh, Jalen Rager's been banged up. Now he did have a full practice today, but you know he's been hurt this whole off season, basically. And then Miles Sanders is now questionable for week one against Washington as well. Um, so Boston, they've
1: been pretty banged up on that offensive line.
0: Well, that Lane Johnson's out now too. So it's yeah. just, it's looking bad for Philadelphia. And then I'm actually, you know, granted uh, defenses aren't as v- like valuable in fantasy, which I mean, I don't want to talk shit on defenses, but it's true. You know, everyone wants quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, but, um, Chase Young on Washington, you know, with a banged up offensive line, he could be fun to see. Uh,
1: you know, yeah, yeah, Chase I mean, Young. I mean, I'm looking at Chase Young. I'm looking at that defense, and I'm definitely not one to even touch defenses. I don't, I don't like them. Unless you're getting San Francisco, who cares? It's a plug and play. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want, if you want to go ahead and. and Go pick up Washington. Why the hell not? You know, Chase Young, it's almost like you're picking up a player, right? If you take Washington, you're going to say, I think Chase Young, this front seven, is going to be pretty good. Let's go get some sacks. You know, again, if your league scores higher for sacks or whatever, man, make that make that move. Make and, that um, move.
0: Another banged-up wide receiver. All the receivers – see, that was actually what we were talking about uh, on our last episode is some of the soft tissue injuries because everyone's going to have this shortened offseason, no preseason games. So uh, Mike Evans is now doubtful for week one against the Saints. Um, He was limited in Friday's practice but then was listed as doubtful. So it's not looking too good for him on Sunday. There's a chance that he's not going to play. He's definitely on the wrong side of doubtful. Um, So it could look like an uptick for Chris Goblin – um, maybe Scotty Miller, uh, Tom Brady's been Scotty. pretty high on, uh, Tom Brady's been pretty high on Scotty Miller, uh, Justin Watson, who was a fantasy playoff helping out guy a little bit last year. And then who knows, maybe Gronk might get more involved in this, uh, passing it, or maybe they'll go out with a, uh, more of like a 12 personnel and, you know, have OJ Howard and Gronk out there. I mean, who knows what they're going to have to do, but Mike Evans looking doubtful on, on Sunday as well, which is. That's tough because you know his his average draft position was somewhere in like the second third round and now, he might not play.
1: Yeah, I mean it definitely hurts. It hurts because and that's one of the, one of the only guys in that offense that you would sit and say, man, we really can't lose this guy. He's their deep threat. If you lose that deep threat, if you lose the knock it off the top guy, you lose a lot of pieces to your offense. You know you mm-hmm. can start stacking the box if they're playing, if they're playing with two tight ends that ace personnel, man. It could be ugly. You could start stacking the box. Fournette, who I'm really not planning on having a big game, will struggle. Uh, Ronald Jones, uh, I mean, I guess he's the starter, right? That's what they came he, out and said. T-
0: technically, he's a starter, but everyone <laughs> knows that, that Rojo's just a jag. Yeah. Exactly. He really is. Exactly. I mean, um, and then a guy that Matt Nagy, the, the Nagy, whatever, the head coach of the Chicago Bears, he's like the ultimate cock tease. So all fucking weak. You know, he's been talking about how David Montgomery is going to play, but now David Montgomery's very questionable against uh, the Lions this week. I mean, he practiced it back to back, but he's on. Uh, they're saying that that groin injury is still not looking too well, which is tough because, you know, me personally in a league, I don't have any shares of David Montgomery because I actually don't buy him as a good fantasy running back at all. But I have Tariq well, Cohen. Well, after
1: showing and, last year, it wasn't very good.
0: Yeah, he had all the opportunity last year. And he looked like shit, but. Yep. Um, but this week, you know, I, I might have to play Tariq Cohen in a league and I kind of want to know like, Hey, is Tariq the guy, or is it going to be Montgomery? Or are you going to just have Montgomery as like a decoy to come in on play? Like, I don't fucking know. And Matt Nagy, you know how he was trying to not announce his starting quarterback, trying to have some sort of competitive edge. It's like, dude, the bears suck. The yeah, bears fucking just, suck. Just, just st- No matter how you look at it, they yeah, suck. Just, just stop. Just stop with that. You fucking suck. Yeah. Enough's enough.
1: Just uh, go with Foles, stop it with this Trubisky thing. It didn't work. Sorry you gave up so many draft picks for him. You know, especially, guys in the same draft as Mahomes and Watson.
0: I know. Idiots. Just the
1: worst organization.
0: Well, I remember when when I was watching, because I I, I had no idea who Mitchell Trubisky was until the draft. You know, he played for North Carolina. Like, what, what kind of competition is he facing there? And then when I watched some of his college tape, I didn't even think he was that good in college. I thought he could run a little bit. Yeah, but they don't let him in the pros. Not really.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, they're Although, not gonna, unless you're Lamar. I wouldn't be surprised if Trubitsky actually has a good game against Detroit because, one, Detroit has a terrible defense. And, two, uh, Trubitsky, I think he's – I'll have to double check, but I'm pretty sure he's, like, undefeated against the Lions, and he had that five-touchdown game against the Lions. and um, Or maybe not against the Lions, but, I mean – he does that, though, where he's going to have like every now and then he's going to have these insane starts. But then he just fucking sucks huge dicks the rest of the year. So it sounds like you're saying Allen Robinson's going to have a big game. He probably will just because of volume. Um, yeah. You know, again, like we can get into it when we go through the breakdown. But I actually have Allen Robinson as a top 10 wide receiver this week. So, um, yeah, I think that will do so it for do news and news and notes from around the league. Uh, so let's, uh, let's do our little rundown of, uh, of what we got on Sunday. Okay. Up first, let's do it. I'm just going on the order of, I'm just going on the order of what, what this thing looks like. We got the Seahawks visiting the Atlanta Falcons, um, should be interesting with Todd Gurley being, uh, being a Falcon now. And, but it, in theory, this could be a high scoring game, you know, the Seahawks did get a little bit better on defense with the Jamal Adams trade, but you know the Falcons have a lot of offensive weapons with Julio and Calvin Ridley and and Hunter Hurst went there and and they they could be very good. So um, on the Seattle side of the ball, we got Russell Wilson, always a good fantasy quarterback. I actually have him ranked at quarterback four this week. Um, I I just think I think he will have a good game because I don't think there's anybody on the Atlanta defense that's that that good um I, I just think he will have a, I, I think he will have a good game especially because everyone is seemingly healthy for Seattle right now so I, I think Russell Wilson has a pretty good game
1: I think Russell definitely will put a good one together you know I, I can yeah. see him and uh old Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf getting it done Against a defense that, in, in my opinion, is very, very suspect. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then on the other side of the ball, I got Matt Ryan at my quarterback 10. I think, uh, you know, he's, I think he'll have a good game. Um, I mean, not a whole lot to say. He's very consistent. I mean, like, one thing you know about uh, Matt Ryan is he's going to throw for 4,000, 5,000 yards every year. Yeah. like every he, year he's one just, of the
1: most consistent players in fantasy sports.
0: Yeah. I mean just every year he let's see. Last year 4400, 2 years ago 49, 40, 49, 45, 47. I mean, he's just, you know, he's going to throw for 4000 yards and Julio Jones will have like 1100 of those yards but one touchdown.
1: <laughs> so, Well, we're hoping differently, right? We we want him to get at least double yeah.
0: digits. Uh, let's let's look at the backfield. Um, Chris Carson, uh, you know, I don't know why people shit on Chris Carson so much. I I think I mean I, I obviously with health being a concern because he has uh, you know he broke his hip like an old man, and uh, <laughs> but you know today it actually came out that Pete Carroll said that he wants to ride the hot hand between him and Carlos Hyde. Um, Carlos Hyde's no slouch either though. I mean he he's a legit running back. He had he had a thousand yards last year at uh, for Houston, but um, yeah, I yeah, think was Chris be- Carson is gonna his have best a- season in the NFL. Yeah, and I think Chris Carson actually has a really good game. Um, I actually have him ranked as my running back ten this week. I just I feel that uh, you know he's good. He's he's gonna rush. I, I feel like he could rush for hundred yards. I mean, he has issues with fumbling, but I wouldn't be surprised he rushes for hundred yards and a touchdown especially like you said the the Atlanta defense is pretty uh suspect. So I I kind of yeah, like it this Atlanta week.
1: defense is 100% suspect. I've got Carson at it uh, looks like 12 running back 12. I'm expecting yeah, a so pretty you have, good day.
0: So you have him in the running back one range, you know. Yeah. So it's it's it it's going to happen on the other side of the ball. I got Todd Gurley. It's you know, I just I got to see it. I don't trust those knees. Um I actually have him at running back 24 this week, so I have him as like a low end RB two high end flex option. Um, it just sucks because in in most fantasy leagues, you know he's getting drafted in the somewhere between the second and fourth round. But I just I don't know. I just I need to see it. I need to see the health. I, I gotta see it. The biggest fantasy
1: mystery of the year is to, is Todd Gurley right? And I, I everybody actually... everybody is talking about the knees this the knees that Well, they hold up. You know what? I actually think Todd Gurley. I had him rated in my top ten. Really? Wow. Yes. It was one of the. It was one of my gut feelings I've had. I just look at him. He's going back home, right? From he's from went to college at Georgia. Now he's back. We're in we're in twenty one. It's not his number at all from college. But hey, you know what? Whatever.
0: Well, he couldn't wear five.
1: He couldn't so. wear he couldn't wear three.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sorry, 3, that's right. But, that's right.
1: But I'm just looking at him thinking I, I think he's he's got something to prove at this point. People think he's done. He went back home. You know, he chose him, right? He Yes. He didn't get traded. He he got picked up. He
0: he was he was uh I believe he was cut or just released from his contract. Right. Right. And, and he, he signed and he chose with Atlanta. to
1: go to Atlanta. This is something that he wanted to do. He sees something there. I mean, this is a team that throws the ball very well. How many, how many, how many guys in the box are they going to be? This is a guy that he can he will have explosive runs every single game. I, I'm I don't want to guarantee it, but I just have a gut feeling that he's going to get the job done this year and kind of get back to that that MVP form of two years ago.
0: I ca- I hope so. I I actually I like Todd Gurley a lot. I I think he's a He's a, he's been a great fantasy player, you know, being from LA. I loved seeing, I mean, I'm a charger fan, but I liked seeing that the, uh, the Rams were actually pretty good for a couple years. I, I think Gurley's, you know, cause you don't hear a lot of shit about him. He seems like he's a pretty good dude. Um, and he's a, he was a, he was a fun, fun running back to watch. I just, I got to see the health cause he, yeah, granted he had good fantasy numbers last year, but that's because he had 12 touchdowns. Yeah, I know they used him on the one yard line. Exactly, but hey. you know he—I guess that's all it takes, though. I mean, a I, touchdown, this you know. a touchdown, baby. That's true. All right, let's look at the wide receivers. Um, we got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett on the Seattle side. I have—I, uh, you know, I seem to be kind of out on my my own island here, but I always seem to have Tyler Lockett ranked higher than DK Metcalf because I think that DK Metcalf I believe has a higher ceiling than Tyler Lockett but Tyler Lockett has the safer floor Um, I just granted I need to update these rankings because you know with Kenny Galladay and Mike Evans yeah mine needs um, a
1: bit of updating also but you guys will get the gist
0: yeah but you'll get the gist of it I, I before all the updates and news and shit I had Tyler Lockett at my wide receiver 21 this week and I had DK Metcalf at wide receiver 30. Um, obviously that'll change, but I just, I feel that Tyler Lockett, especially in PPR, he's a huge value. He's very consistent. Uh, Russell Wilson likes throwing the ball to him. He's got great hands. I, I still think, you know, he's, he's still young. He's 27. He's only been in the league for five years. Um, he hasn't really missed any time with injury. He's been a very consistent guy. DK Metcalf, like I said, much higher ceiling because he, he's the deep threat. He's the guy that can get, get you a 60-yard touchdown. Yep. But I just, I just feel that the, the floor is much, much safer with Tyler Lockett. Um,
1: now, I have, them, I have them
0: rated both in my
1: top 25. I'm expecting against this. It, they're
0: pretty mediocre Atlanta
1: defense. I'm expecting them to kind of torch him up a little bit. Uh, I got Tyler Lockett as my 12th wide receiver this wow, week. Wow, I like that. I, I think that Tyler Lockett, like if they made him in a lab – he is the perfect chaos wide receiver. I've never seen more connections between him and Russell Wilson on a broken play. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson breaks out of a
0: sack like
1: fucking Houdini because that's what he does. That
0: is what he does. And
1: then he, he somehow forty yards down the field, Lockett's by himself. I don't know how he got by himself, but there is wide open forty yard completion. You know, even if it's a ten yard completion. He's gonna make ten plus catches. Oh yeah, this week easy, ten plus catches, easy. You know, and I got DK at twenty one, for the literally the same reasons you said. You want a guy that can knock it off the top? There's a guy that can go sixty on a slant. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean he, DK Metcalf, you know, just off the charts metrics. You know, he's six foot four, he's two thirty, he's like one percent body fat, and he can run like the fucking wind. But, I mean, it's just – to me, he's the big boomer bust guy. I yeah. just I, – I don't – that's why I have him ranked uh, in the 30s because I – you know, like, he's a, he's a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. I just think that – because, like – because DK Metcalf could easily go, you know, five catches for 120 yards and a touchdown or two, or he could go one catch for seven yards. I mean, it's just there, – there seems to be, like, no middle ground for him. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: So it's kind of hard to say. All right, on the other side of the ball, we got Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. I got Julio as my number eight wide receiver, which now that we've been talking, I feel like I'm kind of high on him. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I've Stranger things have happened. And I have Calvin Ridley at my wide receiver 26. I I think Ridley, you know, because he's more of the – to me, Calvin Ridley is like the Tyler Lockett, the PPR guy. The only reason why I have Julio ranked higher than Ridley versus Lockett over uh, uh, Metcalf is because Julio and Matt Ryan have that chemistry with each other. They have that history together. Um, right. I'm sure they suck each other's dicks in the off season, totally. which is great. That's sexy. It's, it's good, good chemistry between the two. But I just I I think Julio Jones, though, again, another player that can just go for a hundred plus yards and a touchdown or two. Um, Calvin Ridley, he to me, Calvin Ridley's more of a like seven to ten reception guy for 55 yards to 75 yards. Um, so I, I feel that the 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 ceiling and floor are safer with Julio Jones versus Calvin. That's why I have Julio as a top ten guy and Calvin in the you know low 20s, high 30s area. Right,
1: right. I mean, I'm I definitely. What I see is Julio Jones. Stars. I, I just see Julio Jones playing like the star he is. I have him at number two this week. Nice. And I like the reason that. I think that 100% Atlanta's defense, pretty bad, right? Yes. Most likely they're going to be down. They're going to be throwing the ball. They're going to have to keep up with... The backyard style of play that is Seattle's offense. Mm. You know, Seattle's going to score points, and who better to score points or at least get catches and yards than Julio Jones? You know, yeah. this guy. This guy,
0: one of the best receivers
1: possibly of all time. I mean, oh, that he's, might be, that's, he's got. That's it, an he's easy got. To, thing to say,
0: he's got to be in the conversation as, as one of the greatest. He has to be. So I, I definitely have him high this week.
1: And there's one guy that I just have not been able to get on the bandwagon of, and that's Ridley. Really? Calvin Ridley, I did not make my top 25. I'm just, I have a weird thing with him. You know, he's, to me, to me, he's very, very similar to that DK Metcalf, where I, he could take it the distance. He's got some juice. He runs pretty good routes. I don't know if he's got the greatest hands. I mean I've I've watched enough of him to think that I don't know. He he's just sort of he's the guy that goes off if Julio doesn't. Yeah. You know, I I can see him having a big game. I have him down here as one of my sleepers. But I just don't I just don't see him having the day that Julio's gonna have.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. And then um last we got the tight end position. We got Greg Olson and Will Disley on the Seattle side, um, I wouldn't trust either of them. I just, Greg Olson, he might have a good game. I think I have him ranked at, uh, God, I got him all the way at uh, 20. So, I mean, I, I think he'll be okay, you know, but the problem is he's 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 600 years old now. Um, you know, he, he's going to be the red zone threat. Although DK Metcalf is fucking massive, so he could easily be the red zone threat as well. But I just, you know, I'm not sure. Then Will Disley, his leg fell off last year. His leg's fallen off every year his entire career. Yeah. So he's hard, he's hard to trust. I mean, I, so he's, he's played, he's had two seasons in the NFL, but he's only played four games one year, six games last year. You know, he just, he can't stay healthy either. But I mean, they I brought, they brought Olsen in for a reason. They brought him in to be the red zone guy. They, he's not. Probably,
1: I mean, I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be a sneaky. He's gonna be a sneaky good tight end this year. I had him rated pretty. Not. I wasn't well, gonna say highly, but I had him rated high enough that I would look into drafting him. You know, as a late round flyer, to think, hey, you know, this guy's a starting tight end. I'd rather not spend out for a guy like Gronk who went way too early yeah. in most draft formats. But I think there's a guy who. You're, he's a great tight end that is playing with a great tight end quarterback. He'll find he made Will Disley good. Is Will Disley really that good? Who no. was Will Disley in college? I don't yeah.
0: know. Well, he went That's, to he went to UW University of Washington. He's just a big body, you know, six four, two sixty seven. He was but, a you know, blocker. He yeah. was a
1: blocker slash D lineman. I think I read, and it's kind of like. Yeah. I don't know. He got made good by Russell Wilson. Now on, Russell Wilson doesn't have to make a guy good like Greg Olson, who's been doing it forever. I just see, I just see some good things. If he can he, stay healthy, I know he's ancient. But if he could, we've seen ancient tight ends do some great things.
0: That's true. That's I, I can't argue with that. Um, on the flip side of the ball, we got uh, Hayden Hurst over there for Atlanta now, uh, filling in for that Austin Hooper role. Um, do you see him being like? Uh, see the thing is he I don't think that Hayden Hurst is the athlete that Austin Hooper is I mean he's he's 6'4 245 so he's a big boy but I you know Austin Hooper he he's got some very good athletic skill um I'm just uh I I just I don't think you know like I said he's going to replace Hooper I just don't see him being Hooper where Austin Hooper was what the number three or four fantasy tight end last year Uh, he Um,
1: definitely he showed up for most people not having to spend out on him. But I guess I just look at a guy like Hayden Hurst, and I would actually make a claim that he's he might be a bit more athletic than a guy like Austin Hooper. Interesting. Not necessarily. Like, Hooper for his size, very athletic. I don't want to take anything away from him. But Hayden Hurst's game for the Gamecocks, when he played at South Carolina, I mean, he, mm-hmm. was, he was a wide receiver type now- cat.
0: I do have Hayden Hurst ranked as my number ten tight end, but that's mostly just because tight end is such a wasteland of a position. It's so, you know, if you don't have Kittle, Kelsey, you're kind of dart, th- maybe Mark Andrews now too, but you're just kind of dart throwing. And but I, 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 the reason why I'm just semi high on him this week was because vacated targets, you know. So yeah, Colin Ridley yeah. and Julio are going to get theirs, but who's the third option? It's going to be Hayden Hurst, or oh, probably Todd Gurley, and then it's going to be Hayden Hurst. So, I mean, he might have a sneaky game, but, you know, we'll, we'll just we'll see how that goes. Um, I, have, up, I
1: have him at six. I think he's going to I think he's going to put together a nice little game and season. Uh,
0: I think it's going to be pretty good. OK, I I, I can agree. I, I mean, I'm, I'm open. I'm open to the kind of like anal sex. Like I, I might be into it, but, you know, we'll have to see. <laughs> um, up next, we got the Cleveland Steamers and the Baltimore Ravens, because as we all know, OBJ likes dumps on his chest allegedly but topical yeah 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 we stay staying current so we got uh playmaker baker uh at the helm still i'm not high on him at all i don't think he's a very good quarterback um i actually have him as my number 27 quarterback especially against the baltimore defense who has somehow gotten better um i just i don't think he's gonna have a very good game uh he, you know he's turnover prone. He just he's, he's just hard to trust in week one. I'm sure he's going to have some better matchups, you know, uh, later on down the road. But this this week, I would not. I would look elsewhere for a quarterback. Uh, if
1: you guys are forced to start Baker Mayfield, uh, fix your fix your
0: team. Yeah, I'm terribly sorry. It's like he didn't even make my top twenty five this
1: week, and Tyrod Taylor made my top twenty five. I'm not high. I'm not really happy about that, but. I just look at a guy like Baker Mayfield as is, is such wasted talent. He should have been something special. But he, he's really almost got that Johnny Manziel mantra of, I don't know, being a top, you know, a first-round pick that just isn't panning out. I, you know, I watched a highlight, and it was really, it was just kind of an off-the-cuff highlight of him it was a great catch by Odell Beckham that Baker Mayfield just threw a duck he looked like Jeff Garcia in the pocket he couldn't set his feet and he just chucked the ball up in the air and i'm thinking to myself this is a practice how like you you can't get touched why are you moving your feet like that yeah who what's happening in your brain that that's something that needs to be done i just don't see good things from baker which makes me a little nervous for odell beckham owners which i am and a guy like landry i just feel like baker he needs to zone in he stopped focusing on those damn commercials
0: because they're not that funny all those hulu commercials that he's doing yeah yeah uh on the flip side we got lamar jackson not a whole lot to say about him i got him as my number two fantasy quarterback this week um, you know Cleveland's defense is their defense is actually not that bad. Their defense is somewhat decent, but just Lamar Jackson until, I mean, who knows? Maybe, you know, because I remember his was his rookie season when he took over, and then when they faced the Chargers in the defense or in the playoffs, they completely shut him down. But this last season, Jackson just looked completely unstoppable. You know, they added J.K. Dobbins. Um, you know, Hollywood Brown is is legit. Mark Andrews is legit. So I, I, I feel that Lamar Jackson's still going to have a, a good fantasy production. Like I said, I have him as my number two fantasy quarterback this week because um, the Cleveland defense doesn't scare me. I could easily see him, you know, throwing for 200, running for another 75, yep. having a touchdown on each side. And just, you know, he he's going to be good. He'll be fine.
1: I have Lamar at number two also, and I just think there's – for fantasy purposes there's nobody more explosive correct there's nobody there's nobody better i mean this guy plays court he plays quarterback he's essentially a running back i wouldn't even be surprised if this if this fucker threw to himself <laughs> like yeah. he's he's that type of guy i just think i see greatness from him every single time he's on the field
0: oh yeah oh yeah uh let's see we got uh We got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt backfield for Cleveland. I got Nick Chubb as my running back 17, which feels about right. It sounds weird to put him that low because he was a top 10 draft pick. But just again, Baltimore defense is going to be tough. Game script just doesn't look good for him. You know, they have Kareem Hunt this entire season now versus last year where he missed the first, what, six or eight games or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I actually have Kareem Hunt right behind him um, at the low 20s, high 30s. Uh, just because I feel the game strip is going to go more Kareem Hunt style. A lot of a lot of check downs, a lot of throwing to the running back. So I think for PPR, Kareem Hunt's going to be pretty safe. But Nick Chubb, I mean, you're going to have to start him because he was your first-round draft pick, so you have to play him. But right. if you do have Nick Chubb in fantasy, I'm kind of, i sorry for you this week. Um, I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I see – Nick Chubb being more of a running back two this week. I mean, I, I see him more along the lines of 50 or 70 yards and maybe even no touchdowns. I just, it's tough, I, man.
1: It, that's true. It's definitely tough. Uh, I, I have Chubb at 14, which is very close to what you have, Matt. Yeah. Uh, it's for the same exact reasons. I mean, this guy, if there's anybody that could break one, he would definitely be a candidate for that. Yeah. And that could save a fantasy day. It can save a fantasy
0: day. Yeah, kind of like at this point, Baltimore
1: defense is just too good.
0: Like Deshaun Watson's rushing touchdown last night that saved his fantasy day. Exactly. Exactly. His entire day. Chubb could easily break one, take it to the house. I just, I don't see it happening. The Baltimore defense is so good, and they're in Baltimore. You know, and then I I feel that Baltimore might score early and often, and then Cleveland's going to just, you know, again, game script is just going to make them air it out. And I don't trust Baker enough. I actually wouldn't be surprised if Kareem Hunt scores more points than Nick Chubb this week. Just, again, based on PPR scoring, I, I think Kareem Hunt's going to be okay for fantasy um, in PPR. Um, but did you rank Kareem Hunt, or is he outside your 25? He
1: is outside my top 25, but again, he's in my, he's in my little secondary section that I needed to make a note on for the show here. Yeah, Because, uh, again, game script. I mean, he's if they're down, he's going to be that third down back he's gonna be the guy that's on the field more
0: yeah okay on the other side of the ball we got mark ingram and jk dobbins um you know i i think jk dobbins is an outstanding draft pick for dynasty and i think he's going to be greater later this football season now you know if ingram god forbid goes down with an injury he's going to fly up my rankings but, I mean, I don't know why everyone is so kind of low on Ingram. Ingram's still a starter. He knows the offense. He's a good running back. He was good last year. Um, but because of J.K. Dobbins' presence, I actually have Mark Ingram just above Nick Chubb. Um, right now is my running back 16, which, you know, like I said, l- low-end RB1, high-end RB2, just because he's going to split carries with J.K. Dobbins. I have J.K. Dobbins in the mid-30s. Um, I think, I think they might use him a little bit, but you know he could just try to be dipping his toe into the water because I just I don't see it at any point that Baltimore is going to be behind. So they might just kind of get him some reps, but I think I think it's the Ingram show still for the time being. Yeah, and I, and I second that. I have him at sixteen as well.
1: Uh, he's going to be the number one guy. They're going to give him some blow for sure because he's like like you said he's getting a little long in the tooth. I'm not big on J.K. Dobbins. Now, I am as a prospect. If you've got yeah. him in a Dynasty League, you're kind of set. He's going to be the guy. I just don't like him this year. You know, there's a lot of those mixed mixed reviews. He's They're saying he's like fourth on the depth chart, all that other crap. And that's great. Talent. Cream is always going to rise. Yes. I don't see him getting much play early on this year. I see him at the end of the year starting to sort of catch on. I would, I would sort of say Gus Edwards might be one of the dudes. This you know that will that will give Ingram some blow. I'm not really sure about Justice Hill. I don't want. I neither. None of them made my top 25 with the exception of Ingram.
0: Yeah, I I can see that. Uh, let's see receivers. So we got OBJ and Jarvis Landry for Cleveland. Um I just again game script, I mean, granted volume is going to be there for Beckham and Landry, but just it's a tough matchup this week and I really don't like Baker Mayfield. Um I have let's see. Where is he? Odell Beckham is my wide receiver 26 again just cuz of volume. I you know and and he, you know, he is athletic as fuck. If anybody can jump over anybody to make a catch, it's him. Um, and then I have Jarvis Landry down at 38. You know, granted, he's the slot guy, so he, he can. But for some reason, last year, Baker didn't seem to throw to uh, to to Jarvis that much. Um, you know, he, he favored OBJ a lot, which I understand because he's Beckham. I, I totally get it. But Landry just wasn't utilized a lot. Then he, you know, he had the concussion problems uh, last year, so you know it could be something to keep an eye on. But I just, I do not love the uh, Cleveland offense this week.
1: It's tough, man. Anytime you're playing Baltimore,
0: you know, I've I've got OBJ at 22.
1: I just, and he would be the guy that I would want more than anybody else because I think they're gonna they're gonna key him. That he's, he's gonna be the one that's either gonna lead them to some scores. Yeah. I mean, he's the only guy. He's the only guy. Landry, he'll make some catches. I can see if it's, you got him in the PPR, that could be good. That could be good. But uh but only Odell Beckham made my top 25.
0: I I totally get it. That that makes total sense. It's just it it's the matchups tough, it, you know, I I don't love the quarterback and I mean, it, the, the thing is, is you could be the best wide receiver in football, but if you don't have a quarterback, it doesn't matter. Like, look at, um, you know, a good example of that, Andre Johnson back in the old Houston Texan days when, uh, was it David Carr was the quarterback? Andre Johnson was a fantastic wide receiver, but he had no quarterback. So he made the best of the situation, but just, you know, the, talk about a wasted career. Yeah, seriously. Um, so now we got the tight ends. we got the newly acquired Austin Hooper for Cleveland, um, he actually might be good because, you know, he, he finds ways to get open. Um, I, although again, matchup in the quarterback, it's, it's tough to say. Um, I actually have Hooper, uh, add to my tight end 16 this week, which could actually adjust because again, there's been some injuries and some updates, but right now I feel that he's kind of like a middle of the pack tight end. Um, if you have to play him, I totally get it because tight end is just such a tough position. But I just I, I feel that you know because if you have Austin Hooper on your roster, he's probably your only tight end, so you're gonna have to play him. But you know that just I'm, I'm not a huge fan this week again. Just matchup, just not a fan.
1: Uh yeah, I'm I'm definitely not not big on Hooper. I I kind of don't think. He- I, I'm sort of lost here. He's he's one of those guys that was so good in Atlanta last year that people think it's going to carry over. The reality yeah. is his last year, he played with Matt Ryan. This year, he's playing with Baker Mayfield. And an O-line, let's face it, that's pro- that's pretty shitty. Yeah, I mean, is he going to catch some dump-offs? Yeah, he'll be okay. But he's not going to be what he was last year. He just won't be. He just yeah. won't be, you know. And then I, I, going to the other side of the ball here on that, I've got. Uh, where is he? I got Mark Andrews at four. Mark Andrews showed everybody what he's finally capable of doing last year. Being healthy.
0: Yeah. You know That's what funny. I mean. I actually have, uh, I have Andrews at four as well. I just, like you said, he he looked he looked all the part last year. And, and he, he was highly favored by Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson act, actively looked for him. Yes. Yes. So he, I, he might be, you know, this
1: might be crazy to say, he might be their number one option.
0: He probably is because Hollywood Brown's a guy that just takes it over the top. Yeah, he, he's a knock it off the top guy.
1: You know, and if they hit, man, it's, it, looks, it looks sexy. But the number one wide receiver, the number one option is Mark Andrews. Actually, Hands
0: down. Now that we're talking about that, did we even talk about the uh Baltimore receiving core?
1: We uh we glossed over that.
0: We we did. We did. And and <laughs> You know what? To be fair, the only the only wide receiver is um Hollywood Brown, and then there's something called a uh Miles Boykin. I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> I think there's a I think there's something
1: called a a, a Sneed?
0: Yeah, a Willie Sneed. I Yeah, not, yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, obviously Hollywood Brown is, is the the only wide receiver on the team. Um, I actually have him ranked kind of low. I have him actually at, at 25. So I just, you know, he's a boomer bust kind of guy. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a fantastic uh, game. But it's just, uh, you know, it, it's just, it, he's hard to – because, he, again, he was so hot and cold last year. Like he had the, the week one last year where he scored two touchdowns on – I think he only had 2 catches for 2 touchdowns. Yeah. And and you know so But they were both like 50 yards. Yeah, so it looks fantastic, but right. you know realistically, he he's hard to trust. I actually have 0 shares of Hollywood Brown in any fantasy cuz I just I don't I don't like him enough. I the talent is there, but his play style just, you know, and then Lamar Jackson he doesn't like you it, said, Mark Andrews is the number 1 option there.
1: It does his his play style doesn't mesh well with With a small wide receiver. He needs to be, he is doing what he does best, which is knock the roof off of a defense, which opens up running lanes for a guy like Lamar Jackson to do his flippy spinny shit that he likes to do so much.
0: Yeah. Now, with that being said, I actually have Baltimore as my number three defense this week um, because I just, I I feel that Cleveland's just not a very good offense, which it's, it's, Hard to say with having Odell Beckham. That's the thing. Like, if I, let's say you didn't know that their quarterback was Baker Mayfield, and I said, what if I gave you a football team where you're going to have Austin Hooper, you're going to have OBJ, and you're going to have Jarvis Landry, and Nick Chubb, and Kareem Hunt? You're like, holy fuck, that is a stacked team. And then I'm like, well, who's the quarterback? And I'm like, it's a hot pile of garbage. And then you're like, oh, that sucks. I'm very upset about that. Right. Yeah.
1: I, I've got Baltimore three. The, I don't – I could care less about defenses, to be really honest. I mean, I, it's like I, I, if you're going to start Baltimore, why wouldn't you? You drafted them, you start them until they're by week, you get rid of them, you put in somebody else, and simple you, as that.
0: There you go. Yes. But, yeah, so so that that's that. Moving on, uh, we will talk about the New York football Jets versus the Buffalo Bills. Um, Sam Darnold has literally no weapons. So I actually have him ranked at, well, I, you know what? I'm going to, I had him at 26, which was one above Baker Mayfield. I'll probably move Sam Darnold down now that Denzel Mims and, you know, just about everybody's hurt on his team. But I mean, I don't, I don't like Sam Darnold at all this week. I actually don't really like Sam Darnold that much period. I think he's going to be fine later in life, but right now as as the jets is just kind of a hot mess. I feel like they're trying to get things going but it's going to take some time.
1: I mean, they know but. what what weapons are, right? Like, they need to give him some help. He's actually a very good quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he was great at SC. He was he showed flashes in the NFL. Man, get get him somebody better than Jamison Crowder, who's great. Like, I'm not going to take anything away from him. But you're going to need somebody a little bit better if you want. Yeah, like but, a when, but when but
0: Cra- when when Crowder's your, your number one option. That's, that's kind of depressing.
1: It's definitely saying something, right?
0: That, that's like, what are you, what are you even doing? <laughs> yeah. So, but then on the, on the flip side, we got Josh Allen. I'm actually pretty high on Josh Allen this week. I, I think he has a pretty good game. Um, I actually have him at quarterback. Where is he? 14. Oh. I think. Uh, so he's just outside. He's outside my QB one range. But I think he'll be okay. You know, he, he he's athletic as shit. He can run. He now has Stephon Diggs. The Jets' defense is pretty bad. So I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being a top ten quarterback this week in terms of points. But um, but I I think he'll be I think he'll be fine this week. Well,
1: I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised either, which is why I've got him at QB number eight. Uh, I just simply on the Jets' defense alone. I mean, name, name one.
0: Yeah, they got rid of their only good defender, Jamal Adams. I mean, they, they let him go,
1: and then the other one is, is decided to opt out for COVID. C.J. Mosley's gone. Oh, that's right. So it's kind of like I just see – I can see him running all over them and then throwing all over him. He, you them. There's a new toy. Hey, Jets, knock, knock, knock. Uh, check it out. Stefan Diggs, uh, they went out and they got him. They got their young guy a new toy. Yeah. and I think he's going to show everybody that he's he's pretty damn good.
0: He's pretty he damn is. good. He really is. Uh, let's see. We got the running backs. We got Le'Veon Bell, which never should have left Pittsburgh. Um, and then that Buffalo defense is something scary. Their defense is legitimate. And I actually have Le'Veon Bell as my running back twenty eight. Um, I just I don't trust him this week. I I think he's a tough play. Again, you drafted him. You're gonna have to play him. I I apologize if you do own Levy on Bell. I just I don't like him this week. The matchup's tough. I mean, granted, game script goes in his favor in terms of PPR because he's going to be thrown to a lot, especially with having no wide receivers. But that's the thing. There's no wide receivers, so you just put extra. You you look put an extra guy in the box to cover Bell, and he's just going to get shut down all day. The only thing you can really hope for is if he catches ten balls to get you at least ten points.
1: Um, Buffalo's defense is. Is the best defense in football, and this is—I'm a 49er fan. I'll agree he, with that. He—they are the best defense in football. They're young, they're talented, and they just—they—they they have an it factor. And I—I have Le'Veon Bell. He made my top 25, but he's at 24. I mean, and it was—it was hard to put him up there. I just don't see him. Other than the game script working in his favor, if he's going to be the only guy out there, yeah. Uh, other than that, there's not much. I mean, yeah. other than that, you better hope he makes catches and you're in a PPR. If not, buckle up, Buckaroo, because it's yeah. going to be a long day.
0: On the other side of the ball, we got Devin Singletary and rookie Zach Moss. Um, I would have been much higher on Devin Singletary because of, but then, you know, they drafted Zach Moss, who. the the coaching staff absolutely loves. I actually like Zach Moss too. I think he's an outstanding running back, but because of the timeshare that I think may or may not happen, which I'm leaning towards, it's going to happen. I actually have Singletary all the way down at running back 23. Um, You know, he's going to be an RB two with some upside, but I just feel that with Zach Moss just kind of in waiting in the wings, just chomping at the bit to get some more play, I, I think he's going to be a little rough. And then I have Zach Moss right behind him at my running back 31. Again, you know, for the record, these numbers are subject to change. So don't right. fucking sh- throw me shade and hate. Yeah, don't go, my don't number-
1: go quoting us on this shit.
0: Well, because, you know, just today alone, all this news came out and it's like, fuck, I got to, you know. And n- like, you know, insider secret to our listeners I'm not a full- time fantasy football writer as much as I would love to be. I have a job, and so I can only update this every so often, so bear with us but still, Zach Moss, I feel he's going to be in the 30 range um you know an r b3 possible fle- i actually no i take that back i wouldn't flex him j not yet, but i just i think you know he has some upside he's a he's a big guy he's five ten two fifteen strong looks good um He's, he's a little bit bigger than Singletary because Singletary is 5'7", 203. So I feel like the roles could get reversed eventually. Zach Ma- Moss might end up being the early down work guy, and Singletary could be the third down running back later um, just as, as the roles get established. But, you know, it's just something to keep an eye on.
1: Yeah, I got, I got Devin Singletary at 22 and uh, probably going downward. I, I, I just – this whole backfield makes me uncomfortable. It makes yeah. me uncomfortable. Uh, if I've got shares of Devin Singletary, which I don't, thank the Lord, or, or Zach Moss, for that matter, I just don't want any of that noise. All year long, it's going to be, well, who do you start? Who do you start? I would go Singletary just, sim- just simply off of last year. He, yeah. He kind of showed at the end of the year, hey, he might be a dude, but then they go and they draft a guy like Zach Moss. This year which maybe means he's Not a dude I, I don't know I don't want Him anything more than a flex All year long
0: I, I can agree with that um, Let's see receivers We got Crowder he seems to be The only receiver in the New York right now um, You know So I I have him In the you know mid 20s he might actually go up With the Mims being out and Perriman being banged up, but the the thing that's tough with Crowder is he's an underneath guy. He's not very big. Um, he's a great he's you know, he's a great pass catcher. But you know you're hoping for PPR scoring. You're hoping he catches twelve balls to, to give you a decent fantasy day. Yeah, exactly. But I, I but I just I wouldn't be surprised. You know, for all you know, for all jokes aside, there's a chance that the Jets get shut out this game. Like I would not be surprised that the Bills completely shut them out. Uh, no. I mean at this point I
1: wouldn't either I know I just talk shit about defense But if there's any defense that I would actually care about playing It would be Buffalo yeah. Against the New York Jets
0: <laughs> Yeah And then uh, on the other side of the ball We got you like you said the new shiny toy Stephon Diggs You got John Brown, Cole Beasley You know so they actually have some pretty decent weapons there For, for Josh Allen um, I actually have Diggs Let's see Stephon Diggs I got him at 22 with some upside. Um you know cuz he, he could easily kind of like the, the the New Orleans Minnesota game where he had the 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 walk-off touchdown catch. Right. He he could easily do things like that. Josh Allen has a great deep ball. Um which kind of makes me feel sad for uh John Brown cuz that was his thing was the, the the deep the deep threat, you know, the over the top guy. But now you got Stephon Diggs who's actually better at it than him. Um and I think I think Stephon Diggs has better hands than, you know, because Stephon Diggs made Kurt made made Kirk Cousins look like a good fantasy quarterback, and Kirk right. Cousins he's barely a backup quarterback in my honest opinion. I, I I'm not a big Kirk Cousins guy, but I just I, I think Diggs has some upside. John Brown don't play him. Cole Beasley don't play him. But you know, what do I know?
1: <laughs> I got a uh, I got Stephon Diggs at 18. Like I said, shiny new toy. I think he's gonna get use. I wouldn't sleep on a guy like John Brown. I think Diggs Diggs is the more complete wide receiver. He can run the route tree. Yeah. And I look at Brown. Is he still going to have that same role that he had last year, which is
0: that deep ball, go up and get it, or I guess run past everybody and get it? <laughs> Although you, you, you might be right on that because Diggs might end up taking the safety help over the top help, which leaves right. John Brown in a one-on-one matchup, which – could benefit him so i mean who knows john brown could easily have a 60 yard touchdown catch you know Uh, i mean it like you're right maybe i should have ranked john brown but i didn't i I didn't rank him in my top 25 but he made
1: my he made my list of needing to be heard about you're not wrong he's a guy that that he proved himself last year to me and i think that he he shares he shares this role now with Diggs a little bit more, but he's still going to be the deep threat guy.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. We got the tight ends. We got Chris Herndon on one side and Dawson Knox on the other side. I, you know, Herndon might actually have some upside because of having literally no receivers for New York. Um, I actually have him at, I got him in the 20s because of the matchup. But, I mean, I might move him up because of the injury. But he's hard to trust because he himself is injury prone. Um, There's something wrong with his tits for some reason. Like, he keeps getting (laughs) his chest problems. Like, all his injury reports just talks about his chest. Um, But, I mean, he can't stay healthy. If he stays healthy, it can actually play. He might have a decent day. Dawson Knox, I don't even know who the fuck that is. He, he's he's the number one tight end. He was a rookie last year. I know he's got the fun white guy afro thing. But, you know, the, the passing game is going to run through Stefan Diggs, John Brown, Cole Beasley before it goes to Dawson Knox.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say one word and one word only about both of these tight ends. Pass. I don't want <laughs> right. any shares of this shit. Bye. And then Next.
0: I know. I, uh, yeah.